Yo, it's the most dope show. It's about that time to get live. Take a break from your eight to five. The mother guys don't have the ability to rip it. We kick it. Three guys on representing with the most killer spirit. And we coming with the jokes. So you better grab a good pen and pad for your notes. And forget the mother folks, cause we got the best quotes. Randolph does more than just jokers. He woke and he got the files. Tell Andy Klein to turn up the dial. I don't know where that boy Tim is now. Raising the daughter, he hella proud. Andy is straight up and Randolph ain't here for racist. When Tim Miller hit, that got funny as shit. The sock puppets always be there to assist. Too many to name, but they all of this shit. I guess I could try. Love me some Frankie French. Milner and Mike B. Be lit. I cannot forget about Petey and Chris. JL Covan with them Trump impressions. Riding Cameron coming from the black guy who tips. That's a whole damn nation, so they always near. Pop, pop, bang, bang. Getting green romaine. Three guys on sock puppet nation. Gang, gang. Yeah. Dominic. Puerto Rico, Suave. I know you thought I forgot about you, but I ain't gonna get about you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico, Suave. Hey, what's happening? Happy Thursday. Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Tim Miller. Yep, three guys on. It ain't Yo, really Thursday. What year is this? What, what day is this? <laughs> it ain't really Thursday. I was about to say it ain't Thursday. I mean, what I'm just saying is- it's... Tim is on. Uh, right. Like, what? what is it, 2013? 2013. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Back when we could go outside. It's nice out, too. I just looked out the it window. It is nice. I it's went running nice. today. It's 72 degrees and sunny and clear. I went running today. It was it was hard. It's hard running. Yeah. There was a lot of people out. Try to run, run in the street, trying to stay away from motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. You know? Yeah, I got, I'm going to take the dog out for a walk later. It's probably going to be the same thing. Get ready. Well, we're supposed to. That's the that's the thing. We're gonna go uh, take Ava out because she's been inside too much for our taste. So we're gonna go take her and try to walk. Yeah. <laughs> she getting like, too light for you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get her some well, sun. Well, for me. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, uh, your wife is like, I don't see anything wrong with her. <laughs> She'll get by in life. <laughs> no, she gonna well, get this me. skin color. She gonna get this melanin. <laughs> For me, you know, like well, we're gonna go out, we need to walk around a little bit. Are other people out yeah. walking around like yes, too just all over the neighborhood? Too many, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm getting many. angry at people that are uh, my grocery store. Well, there's two different ones the giant, they're following, they have the, the lot, the tape on the floor. You walk this way, it's like the street, yeah, yeah. and. I go to Food Line, ain't no regulate muff. People are walking by you. They reaching up. Excuse me, dog. Let me get to this chili right here. <laughs> Nigga, we all dying, yo. Yeah, no. Back up. Back up. <laughs> Where is the rule? What is happening up in here, man? Yeah. What this? Yeah, my what this, my Food Line. I I went last last time I went. It was like uh, they only have the self checkout line. It's late at night. They only have the self checkout line open. Right. Which is fine because you don't have to do anything. You just do it all yourself. Yeah. And right. I start loading up the self-checkout and the guy who's just kind of standing there, the one employee who's working, he's like, teenager, I can check you out on, on aisle one. I was like, oh, no, I got it. He goes, no, 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 just come over to aisle one. I'm like, oh, all right. I went over to aisle one. He pulled his mask down below his chin oh. to ring me up. I'm like, I was going to do this by myself safely. Oh, now I got yeah. this guy breathing all over my shit, you know? gotta wash everything my mom you know my mom's a nurse so she's going extra crazy with make sure when you buy the vest make sure you wash it 
anything, mom, this is wrapped up in plastic. You got to wash it. You don't Not know where it came it. from. You got to wash that too. Yeah, I read the I read the Inside CDC the guidelines. And outside the package, <laughs> I read the guidelines. You got to wash it. You got to you got to wash your vegetables. You got to wash your vegetables, and I think you got to wash your meat because I buy meat from the butcher shop. What I do with the meat is because they don't they don't touch your meat. You know the guy at the butcher shop when he's he's got the gloves on and that kind of shit. So I uh, I separate it and put it in the freezer bags and then put it in the freezer. Take it well, out of their shit, put it into my own shit, and then put that in the freezer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? Once you cook it, it kills it kills a virus. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have to worry about that. Them canned goods, you running your you man. <laughs> well, I always this is something I always thought about, like drinking a can of soda. Yeah. You're putting your mouth on the edge of this can that's been sitting in a warehouse for a month or yep. a year. Well, no one even thinks about that. You just it's a dirty ass top of a can. You just put your mouth all over it. Well, how does Corona do in super cold? Because uh, you put it in the refrigerator first, I would think, right? Yeah. 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 I'm talking about in general, just before coronavirus, even like just drinking out of a can. That can has been sitting around. Sometimes, like I mean, when I worked at at a uh, Pizza Hut, they had they for a while they sold cans yeah. of of soda, and yeah, so yeah. the can it would be a box. The box is like two inches tall, so the cans would be above the box. You know, mm-hmm. they'll stick out over the top of the box, and we just put another box on top of that box. So they have the bottom of a box touching the tops of all the cans, and that box has been on the floor possibly, <laughs> and so. And this is everywhere. This is supermarkets. This is everywhere. And you know, you put cans out. People just stack shit on top of the cans, and then everyone's yeah, putting do. their mouth all over the can. Yeah, and that's a that's a uh, last time you washed off a can. Yeah, yeah. That's no a big thing that too. that now now this whole thing will have us all rethinking certain things that we do. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I really haven't been washing fruit the way I should have been. Yeah. <laughs> you know, should have been doing this shit from the get go. How I live this long, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, you get chicken. You get chicken in that plastic. Uh, Whatever plastic thing you get it in, you don't wash that. Yeah, yeah. When I now when I get something, I take it out and put it in my own shit. Like if you get carry out food, like I've gotten to Wapos a couple of times. I don't really look at them as a carry out spot. That's a sit down restaurant, but they've kind of they're trying to make money, so they want people to it, yeah. come in and take their carry out. Mm-hmm. But it's tough, man. Going in there, it's like a line outside. Motherfuckers are standing up on you and. You know, you still got the waiter come. He ain't got no mask on. You're like, oh, I don't want to be here. But yeah. when you get the food, you got to take all the shit out of their shit, put it in your own bowls. It's a process, man. You got to move everything. It's 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 labor intensive. Well, <laughs> I haven't had I haven't had any carry out for the, just for really? that. I don't I don't want to deal with it. You know. You've just been so you just been cooking then. Yeah, but I'll buy just like basic shit. You know, microwave stuff. You know, I'm not like learning new recipes. But yeah, I've just been getting by on that. I mean, you know, you can eat a bowl of cereal. You know, no one's gonna be touching your cereal. Right. It's labor also, intensive. If someone at the like it's prepared food at a restaurant, someone was just touching that. If someone's if something is at the grocery store, you know, the virus doesn't live that long on surfaces. Mm-hmm. So you go buy something that someone touched, you know, yesterday, it's not it's not gonna be a problem. Mm-hmm. But when you go to the restaurant, someone literally just touched your food. Right. You know, ten minutes ago. Well, the thing you're supposed to do is you just put in a microwave for like 30 seconds. Yeah, you microwave everything. Kills everything. I always microwave stuff anyway, though. I just like it extra hot. So, But I've been doing um, uh, HelloFresh. They deliver? Mm-hmm. They 
No, they haven't stopped. I did it before, and I've been doing. See, it that's since. another. That's another link, though. Somebody else touching your stuff. I gotta watch it. That's, that's the it. thing. I gotta <laughs> watch it. Oh, not only that, when you Watch when you off. get everything out of the package, you got to throw the package away. Then you got to wipe down wherever you set the package down. Yep, <laughs> you know, got to wipe all that down. It's all labor. It's very labor intensive. This Arona is very labor intensive. Luckily, we got time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Where I'm going, <laughs> we got a lot of time now. So I know where to be. Where you going? As yeah. long as the last thing you do before you eat is wash your hands, you're fine. Yeah, because yeah. you know if if this if you didn't wipe down the surface and then you touch the surface of the countertop and then you touch your food. That's, but if you didn't wipe down the surface, but then you just washed your hands and touched your food, you're not going to, it's not going to jump from the countertop into your food or on your hand. So right. that's right. the main thing. I mean, what are the odds that like the plastic grocery bag that the guy with COVID touched, you got to touch that exact spot. Yeah. The virus has to get on your hand. You have to touch your food. It has to get like a lot of shit has to happen for that to be, transmit to you. You right. know, right. As long as you're trying let's just wash your hands you're fine give it a shot yeah what kind of emails did we get we got a you know here's the thing dominic um provokes oh, he, generate, he generates a lot of stuff so let's kind of tighten this up <laughs> yeah we got a few, we got one email and we got a bunch now? of patreon comments so we'll just do the dominic. comments first <laughs> and then we'll do the email dominic is also working on um some kind of web comedy show presence so there might be something coming from him Greg says, glad to hear Don back on the show as I've been missing his take on the topics you guys discuss. He was speaking truth about the twins having that stupid-ass birthday parade. <laughs> Hashtag fuck those kids. Hashtag welcome to life. What twins? Two of uh, uh, Ava's little buddies, twin uh, brother and sister. They had a birthday last Sunday, so the, the neighborhood drove by in cars waving at them. Happy birthday. Oh, uh, the parades. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, Greg says, as far as Jordan versus the current NBA is concerned, I'm not too sure he could run with these guys today the way he did what? back then, assuming he didn't after he didn't alter his game. Today, all players are 6'8 plus figuratively and can play the one or two spot like they're six feet, but who knows, he's still Mike gang, gang, gang. Um, I didn't realize that he was only 215. Jordan? Yeah. I didn't realize he look, was only 215. Look at him. And when he's in the locker room, I think it was maybe the first episode when he's sitting at how skinny he was. Yeah, and he he skinny. built himself up to two fifteen. Had to <laughs> yeah. build himself up. Yeah. So yeah. I know that's he was only two fifteen. So that's what, go ahead. when we talk when we do this great talk about him and LeBron, LeBron's a monster. <laughs> he's a monster physical specimen. But a lot of people outweigh Jordan. Lifting weights. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Look, a lot of people outweigh Jordan. In his day, it's not just about that. Jordan, yeah, that's true. Was very clever. He was very smart. Yeah. He was very extremely fundamentally sound, right. more so than anyone in the league. Plus, this idea that you know athletes today are better, and so Jordan wouldn't fare as well. We yeah, have an example of Jordan that either. Because in of the Jordan. second three peat. Jordan right. in his second three peat was in his mid thirties. Right. He was not the best athlete in the league at that nope. point, and he still dominated the league. We have examples of Jordan facing superior athletes right. and outplaying them. Right now, LeBron at thirty-four is also a monster. Mm -hmm. So, like you know, LeBron, you can say the same thing. But this idea that just because Jordan didn't face as good athleticism in his day, we have examples of him fit, being less athletic and than his competition and still dominating them. 
even when he was 38 years old on the Wizards, there's a great video on YouTube about how underrated Jordan was with the Wizards. That first season before he got injured, mm-hmm. he kept getting better and better. And by the time his last like 10 games before the injury, he was putting up incredible numbers. At age 38, clearly not the most athletic, 37 at that point, but not the most athletic guy on the court. So we have examples of Jordan being an inferior athlete and still dominating the players around him. Well, I, what I, I've never liked the, the thought of um, if you put a superior athlete into a certain era, they won't be able to compete. Well, no. Yeah. I don't like that. Like, uh, you can drop a gra- – I remember Ronnie Lott saying that. They were like, well, you wouldn't be able to play it by the, today's rules because Ronnie Lott would take a motherfucker's head off. And they're like – he was like, yes, I could. I'm <laughs> I'm good. I would just adjust to the rules. and You adjust, right. <laughs> Whatever would happen. So the big the, – the, the knock against LeBron has always been he wouldn't be able to compete back then against these other guys. I'm like, he was – he first of all, he'd be damn near the biggest dude out there. He'd be le- easily one of the biggest guys out there. What? Why would you automatically assume that he wouldn't be able to compete against, you know, the bad boy Pistons? Or why? Why would you assume that because he plays in this era doesn't mean he couldn't play in that previous era? That is right. a that is an easy thing to say though. It's like you a, can easily because there's no way it can happen. You can easily yeah. say that Michael Jordan won't be able to compete, and somebody that's for Michael Jordan would be like, well, he'll just change his. Michael Jordan is a champion. It depends on how you feel about that person right right michael jordan changed his game during his career multiple times multiple times right to compete against you know the pistons and then later to to more fadeaways and shit because he wasn't Mm -hmm. dunking on people right Right. of course people adjust lebron i mean how can lebron LeBron, at age 34 lebron's basketball iq is so high so high that you know physically he he hasn't broken down in his head lebron at 33 34 is still you know, incredibly athletic. So right. why wouldn't he be able to compete in other areas? Yeah. People talk about his mentality. It's a, yeah, it's an easy argument to make. Right. Yeah. People talk about his mentality like, you know, these guys are soft and everyone back then was hard, et cetera, right. et cetera. But, really? Are you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of being inferior athletes, Magic Johnson was never a top 10 athlete in the NBA and he did never. just fine. Right. So when people say Jordan. Yeah, yeah. People say Jordan is going to be like facing him. better athletes in this era. You don't. That's not the only measure. That's not the only metric. Is how quick you are, how high you can jump. There are plenty of inferior athletes who dominated. Larry Bird dominated yeah. the NBA. Yeah. You know. So. Right. It's not just about. Oh, everyone now is faster and, and taller. So. I heard Bill Burr doing a great rant on, um, uh, Burt Kreischer's podcast about. Uh, I think they have a podcast together. He doesn't have any respect for like uh, Babe Ruth. The the. The hosannas people throw at Babe Ruth's feet. <laughs> he was like, he's not that fucking good. He's like, he's good, but come on, you put him in this. First of all, he didn't pitch. He didn't have to hit any black pitching. None. <laughs> just right. None. We're just gonna take out all the black guys. <laughs> just, he's, a, he's a pitcher and a hitter. You ain't doing both of those in this era. I can tell you that. <laughs> like he's right. Is it? Some sports you can see the differences in error. Like if you take a boxer from today and you drop him into a heavyweight boxer from today and you drop him into heavyweights of the 50s, he dominates because yeah. he'd just be Why so much that? bigger. Oh, he'd just bigger? be so much bigger. Did you see uh, the video of Mike Tyson that hit that went viral yesterday? Recently, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me let me tell you about it's like that. Five video. seconds long. Let me let me tell you about that video. Everybody's going crazy about it. Was it, it sped up? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I believe okay. I believe what's happening. He's hitting the bag. He's hitting the mitts. Okay. Yeah. 
So what you're telling me is that is that a former elite athlete who spent half of his life doing this thing can still hit the mitts pretty good. Is that what you're telling me? That's yeah. Do you think Very right quick. now? Do you think right now that Hard. Jordan could go out? Jordan could go out and take I don't know, go to any league and just dominate some dudes walking on on the right. court. Not a not a league. Just go down to the gym and just and just show out. You think he couldn't do that? It's not that. It's it's not that impressive. It's really not that impressive. I'm sorry. It's just, I think the quickness is what impressed people at, yeah, at that age. He was quick then. Yeah. <laughs> he's he hasn't as, lost it. He's now he's not as quick as he used to be. Well, not as quick, but he hasn't. No. Like some people, no, he's not I don't know quick. how it is with boxers, but a lot of these like basketball players, like they they get into their late forties and they can't even get six inches off the ground anymore. Like Paul Pierce yeah. can't dunk. You know, he couldn't dunk late in his career. It seemed like, but early in his career, he was dunking on people. Yeah. There's actually videos of him. Like you know, giving fa- putting out facials all over the league, but they get older, they get all these miles on their legs, and they don't have that explosion anymore. And Tyson still seems to have some explosion. Yeah, for five, well, so for five for, seconds, for five seconds for, hitting the mitts. For right. Paul Pierce getting stabbed eleven times that'll 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 <laughs> knock down your vertical. You know what I mean? Yeah, that might, <laughs> that'll slow yeah. you down. That'll, <laughs> that, that might hurt the vertical. Get your ass, gonna get your ass down. <laughs> that's, that's a prison style stab and just poke, 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 poke. Yeah. He got stabbed eleven, nine, I think nine times yeah. or something like that. He, he said yeah, he then it was a, like. Below the rim after that, yeah. Yeah, it was all. Let me get this jumper down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Mike, you're like, he's he's gonna make a comeback. I'm like, no, he's not. He's not making a well, comeback. That, that was like a that was a fake story that came out. This is here's Mike Tyson training for his boxing comeback. He's just that working like out. A, yeah, he's just, just working, working out. out, hitting the back. That's Joe Rogan's effect, though. I think Joe Rogan put that out, and everybody was like. <gasps> Joe Rogan said something about it, so it must be happening. Coming back. Yeah. yeah, well, Joe Rogan also said Conor McGregor was doing well when he fought Floyd Mayweather, so you can take whatever he says with a grain of salt. But they right. got to sell it, though. Yeah, That's their like, sport. Oh, they got to sell he it. Was doing, he was doing good boxing. The way he was boxing Floyd, I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> they got to sell it, man. Mind? <laughs> That's, a lot. That's a lot of money. He had be. no chance. He was getting dominated by, but Floyd was toying with him and moving him around the ring. <laughs> yeah, no, Mayweather just good. made it because it's Mayweather. He just was boring, and people thought, "Oh, he's not. It's not a first round knockout. That's a win for Connor." Yeah. Right. Well, no, Mayweather's, Mayweather, not Mayweather's not a knockout. He guy. takes his time. He doesn't. Yeah, you know, not a knockout. He's got bad hands. Not a knockout guy. And when's the last time you saw Mayweather walking directly at somebody with his hands down by his waist? Right. <laughs> Just walking directly. What's with the bad hand? I don't understand bad hand. Did, are they broken? Like what's the? They what's can break. The, they they're broke brittle. His hands. Brittle hands. Yeah, his whole family, oh. all the guys, they all have brittle hands. Brittle hands. Huh. Yeah, yeah. They showed him on one of those twenty four sevens where he was doing a. Uh, he goes to a hand woman, and she has him doing all these exercises to strengthen his hand up. A hand doctor, but uh. that's Dang. part of the reason why he's not. His offense is not. His fight game is not predicated on overwhelming you with offense. Yeah, you have bad yeah. hands. He's oh, not trying to take your head off. Yeah, he's not that. He's not that dude. He's just That's why McGregor. Basic. There's a dude, uh, Terrence, the dude, the fighter right now, Terrence. Uh, what is that kid's name? Put him in with McGregor and see what happens. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he try to, to kill Conor McGregor. Literally, yeah. get him out probably two rounds. Yeah. Yeah, Mayweather doesn't Terrence fight Crawford. with like uh, Mayweather doesn't have a mean streak when he fights. No, that's another thing. He doesn't have that. Put him in with Pernell Whitaker, another guy who wasn't really a knockout fighter, but had a mean streak a mile wide, and see what happens. Right. 
you know. But yeah. but Rogan's like, he's doing good. I'm like, mm, yeah, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> or Floyd's trying to make him. If Floyd's trying to make him look good so he can set up a, an even bigger rematch, I mean Mayweather, he's he plays that shit. You know, he tries to make someone look good, possibly until he destroys them, yeah. so that he can fight them again for another 150 million dollars. Right. Uh, we got a comment. For, for oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, that was a big payday. But probably uh, Conor McGregor's biggest. Oh, that was easily his biggest payday. Yeah. And um, it's crazy. Uh, Dana White took half of it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> took half his there you, money. There you go. <laughs> Floyd didn't give no money to nobody. <laughs> I got a comment from Raphael, by the way. Uh, by the way, if you'd comment on Patreon about Sadiq? Dominic, he will reply. Yeah. So what he say? He's a, he's a patron, too. So like the previous guy that was talking about Jordan, Dominic said, my man, hashtag speaking truth. Uh, Raphael commented, man, I laughed so hard within the first eight minutes. This is from last Monday's episode that my migraine was activated and I had to go lay down and continue laughing. Thanks, Dom, for showing love to the Killing Eve. That show is fire oh, on really? Dennis Rodman's. I never heard of Killing Eve. I never watched yeah, it's it. It's supposed to be really good. Sandra O oh is in it. I've, yeah, I haven't seen I don't even know where it is. Is it on uh, Amazon Prime? I don't even know. Just got a. Uh, 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 notification saying that people packed the National Mall during the Blue Angels flyover and they ignored social distance. Of course. Why of course. wouldn't they? Of Y'all course. Y'all gonna piss off Muriel Bowser. That, those people, <laughs> that that thing is is so politicized now. If there's something like that, dude, we're gonna celebrate America. They're, the, they're gonna be out there. Yeah. Y'all, gonna put, y'all gonna piss off Muriel Bowser. She's not fucking with y'all. Republicans are gonna be out there, yo. Guarantee you there wasn't a hipster out there. <laughs> Nobody did. Raphael says, uh, on Dennis no Rodman's vegan. broken dick. Ouch. I remember him talking about it on some show or interview around 07 or 08. Yeah. Plus Cartoon. his other escapades. And I was blown away. I was barely a year in the United States. It made me a little scared of women going too wild during sex for a little bit. Yeah. I had never heard of dick breaking before, yeah, so, so I had to... <laughs> At the back of my mind, I was wondering, how do I report to the Navy clinic? Should I break mine? So, yeah, Dennis Rodman had a weird impact for, on me for some time. Um, I think it was some musician that was on Howard Stern talking about he, he broke his dick. I think it was like the lead singer from Three Dog Night or one of these like bands from the 60s or 70s. Hmm. And he said his, I think it was like, it split open like a yeah. A, it's split open like a cut down the side, basically. Yeah. And he was like, he was literally having sex with like a, like a Miss America or a Miss Georgia or some, some beauty queen. <laughs> and he just starts gushing blood all over her. Yeah. So he had to go to the hospital Ouch. for that. That's rough. Um, Deshana comments, Dominic Rivera is sock puppet number one. It was so good to hear him back on the pod. I cried laughing when he said those twins weren't special enough to get a parade. Damn. Plus, shitting on Michael Jordan and Facebook. Classic Dominic. The only thing missing was him calling something someone trash. <laughs> uh, Roger said, good to hear the homie PRS1. Mark said, Suave was on one this week. Came this close to getting Andy to go there, but Andy kept that calm. <laughs> Both were funny, though. They waiting on you to click, Andy. 
Yeah, every now and then I'll show a just a tiny bit of emotion, and people are like, "Oh shit! Oh, oh it, here it, it comes! <laughs> here, here it comes!" Uh, and then Raphael commented, "Great news, guys! The president of Madagascar has announced that his country has the cure for the Rona. He wants all the kids in his country to take it. I believe that he's on onto something, possibly sterilization of the kids. Oh, he tested only 19 people before declaring these roots based roots based drinks a cure." Uh, the 19 people may not have had the virus, but that doesn't matter. We are in the age of presidents making declarations without any common sense. Oh, the new conspiracy is a WHO doesn't want us to have the cure because it's from Africa. I hadn't heard that one before. I haven't heard that one yet. So how many theory, I mean, conspiracy theories are there besides uh, oh, plenty 5G of them. and uh, the, the government or the you know liberals... Trying to close the government to, to oh, there's the microchip. Microchip. Uh, Bill, Bill Gates is gonna the, the virus is uh, the vaccine is gonna have a microchip that can track all your movements. So when they inject you with it, you'll be injected with this microchip that Bill Gates created to track all your movements. It scientifically is impossible, but whatever. Right. Do they have to I mean, make what, sense though? Because they want to know where you're where you going. Right. <laughs> Do they have right. to make sense? Do these conspiracy theories no. have to make sense? No. No, they do not. No. <laughs> it's such a racket. They do not. And any hole you find in it, they'll go around it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you got to read up on it. Make sure you read up on it. <laughs> yeah. Do, do your research. Do your research. Do yeah. your own What I research. read said that. Um, we got a comment on this is on last Thursday's episode. Brooklyn Shoe Babe commented, so glad to hear PRS1 on the podcast. Had me laughing my ass off. Like Dom, I stay walking around my house in a robe. I think Andy's reaction to Dom about Jordan not being the goat might have been the most agitated I've ever heard him. <laughs> Uh-oh, Andy, that's two. I don't even, I don't remember being agitated. Um, what I finally listened to, <laughs> she said, I finally listened to Invincible. Later she commented, she meant to say Vintage, uh, my album. I finally listened to Vintage. Funny AF. Great job, Andy. I now have the time to listen to all the comedy albums. Well, you got... Uh, They're out there. Blue, Blue Magic. Magic. Blue, Blue Magic is on YouTube. The whole <laughs> album is on YouTube. You got Rule, Rule of, of Thirds. thirds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if uh, y'all shit is on YouTube yet, but my whole shit's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah that's CD YouTube. Baby puts it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's um, Promote Mike B. Oh, yeah. His that just came out. I forgot about that one. <clears throat> There's Chris Lambert's albums coming out May 15th called Failed Running Back. A little EP that he's dropping. Yeah, and so you can check that out. Um, pre-order it if you want to give him a little extra money. JL is is blowing up. He just put out an album. Yeah. Number one on iTunes, Fireside Craps Part Part he Two. He said it went I platinum. I don't know if he was fucking around or not. And he was like, "My shit went platinum." No, it didn't go that platinum. Yeah. What's but, um, of, what do y'all think of JL? Have y'all talked about that? I've talked to we. I had him on. We talked about. Oh, okay. Him. We did a we did a woke file about it. Yeah. Because we we've long since known about him doing. He he's done it on our show a jillion times. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> his, his Trump impression. We've long yeah. since known he's got. And for my money, the best Trump impression out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? It just uh, he just had that moment where the the world found out basically. You know. Mm-hmm. Because he just he just. His impression is not just I'm reading a script. He's just like talking off top of his head mm-hmm. like Trump. It's fucking great. Yeah. He was just yeah. on Stern a couple of weeks ago. And he's going to go back. That was really good, by the way. 
Brooklyn Shoe Babe also says he did Stern. He did Stern and um, what's the other guy that he did? He did Stern. He just he used, he stopped doing Corolla. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, he stopped doing Corolla. Corolla yeah, a lot drove of people stopped doing Corolla after. Corolla drove him off, man. He was like, I can't do this no more. What's his name? Did it? You I know I'm black, that, right? It came down to some shit. Yeah. Like that. What? Uh, David Allen Greer stopped doing Corolla. Uh, yeah, I Corolla talked to him. Too. I talked to him about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was like, I I can't do it anymore, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think when my album came out, it got to number three on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And number one that week was a Nick DiPaolo album that had just come out. <laughs> and then number two on the comedy charts was a conversation with Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager, Ugh. which is not a comedy album, but mm-hmm. it was released as some kind of thing you could buy. So I think I really, I should have been number two. Uh, I don't yeah, count that. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Shoebabe also says the Woke Files with Frankie French was so great. Thank you, Randolph. That was like getting a phone call from a dear old friend. Uh, 3GO have really been getting me through the self-isolating. My youngest daughter is 13 and joined Twitter this year to follow her favorite bands and came across the Rashida Jones controversy. She even said how people couldn't figure uh, couldn't figure if she's black by her first name. My name, my real name is Rakisha. I told my daughter when a white person names their child Rash- Rakisha or Rashida, that's a true sign of the apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> anywho, stay safe. Thanks for the content as always. Um, Mark then commented, why is there so much complaining in recent years about participation trophies? Way back in the early days of Sesame Street, when I was in school, they were giving out ribbons, buttons, certificates, and plastic trophies. The kids didn't think anything about it. Oh, not like that. Uh, Hold on. (laughs) Let let him finish. Uh, The kids didn't think anything about it. Now, adults are very concerned about their kids' psyche. Maybe they worry too much. That said... After the kid hits eight, enough with the participation. First, second, third, that's it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, when you're, when you're like first grade, everyone gets a ribbon. Yeah. Um, I remember there was, you know, an Easter egg hunt where I didn't get any eggs. I wasn't really trying to. And then the teacher was like, everybody give me and like another kid. Everybody give them one of your eggs each. I was like, I don't, I don't want, but that was like a, a participation trophy, basically. Right, right. I was like, I lost. I didn't get any eggs. And I was over here hanging out. So, I, but yeah, that is something that you see early. First grade, second grade, everyone gets a little ribbon. It didn't turn anyone into a crazy, like, narcissist, I don't think. No, the only, the, uh, it's, it's just, it's different now as they get older. Yeah. You know, when you start seeing around teen years. Because that's when you start to see the separation. Yeah, actually, it starts probably. I started seeing it around eight, probably around nine or ten, ten or eleven. You see the you, you see the kid. I think Tim and I have talked about that. Yeah, a little kid who weirdly carries his he, he brings his hooping shoes with him and like this up boy bringing hooping shoes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like right. Okay, that kid's gonna be serious about this. You know, so you start to see the separation. So when the separation begins, to me, it's time to start. There needs to be a winner and there needs to be a loser. Once the separation starts to happen, around separation age is when it should ha- start happening for me. Well, I think there's also a, a an, an age where there's overlap. Right. So some things, everybody gets a ribbon and some things they don't. We had the presidential physical fitness contest thing every year where you had, if you got the high enough scores you would get that little patch yeah know? 90 percentile yeah yeah and then there was like a second a second level patch and was, of course most kids didn't get it and a few did but at the same time 
for some other activity for like a science project, everyone's getting a ribbon, you know? So there are, I think there's probably a few years where you are getting a little bit of both of that. You're losing, but also sometimes getting a participation trophy and other you know, activities, which might be a good compromise. You know, you don't have to be reminded that you're a loser all the time. <laughs> you know, like loser. sometimes right. you just want to say like, I, I tried, isn't that enough? Hmm. Yeah. We never did that physical fitness thing. Is it the thing where you, we did it, where you, your your feet are on a box and you have to push that thing. Is that it? No, it was like what shuttle the, run. It was a bunch of activities. Pull ups, fifty yard mile, dash, mile run. Oh, we didn't have a mile. We had a six hundred yard dash and a fifty yard dash. Yeah. No, Pull-ups. we didn't have a mile. Yeah, we did six hundred. Sit ups. Yeah, sit ups, push ups, pull ups. And the, the girls did a flexed arm hang. A the hang, guys did yeah. pull ups. The oh, girls did the a flexed arm just- hang. <laughs> no, no, they had to be to chin, chin above, above the bar. Oh, really? Oh. You chin up and hold your chin above the bar. You have to hold that for a yeah. certain amount of time. As long as you can hold it. I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they would time you in the shuttle run, the 600, the 50. And um, there was like a certain score. If you, ha- if you got above a certain level on each activity, you qualified for the presidential physical fitness patch. And which, I mean, if Michelle Obama introduced that, no one would do it. But yeah, back in the eighties, Ronald Reagan brought it in, so it was like, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah, they and wanted I to be fit. I would think Texas definitely would have done it. We did do it. As I'm saying, I'm surprised you didn't do it because we, we did it when I was in middle school. But you're younger than me, so maybe they yeah. phased out by then. Maybe they got rid of. We were in middle school and we. But did Andy it. did it. Me and Andy are close. Yeah, yeah. Close but four, there. four or five years, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, we did it, and then I think there was a, a secondary patch. Like if you came. Just below some of the thresholds, you got a different patch. We got, but, you know, we got, we got a uh, certificate that you could frame. Oh, okay, yeah, they probably give certificates to people too. I'm googling it now. Presidential physical fitness test. When did they phase it out? You can share your screen if you want. Oh, I'm on my. I'm looking on my desktop. Oh, uh, I guess I could on my laptop, but. Um. Yeah, I guess I don't know. If, I guess maybe they don't do it anymore. Did they stop doing that? I think you know who was big at pushing that was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Back when he was a Republican. This article says that in 2012, President Obama replaced the program with something else. Well, you see, fucking Obama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it started in 1966 under Lyndon Johnson. Okay. With the Obama premise being that American kids weren't in shape. He was like, you fat fucking kids. And that was back in the 60s. They were just surviving on, they were just surviving on racism back then. Yeah. <laughs> they were, their, yep. their hatred isn't, a, isn't enough of a diet for them. So we got to get them <laughs> working out at home. <clears throat> yeah, I guess so. It lasted a while. I, I remember one, like every now and then there'd be like a kid who had like six or seven patches because they would get it every year and they would like right. put that shit on their jacket or something. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Showing out on the bus. Look how in shape I am. <laughs> I can do pull-ups. Obama was oh, here's like, an article. Right, enough. Let's just, just, eat, just eat vegetables. Just try that. <laughs> Stop working out and eat some vegetables. Well, Michelle Obama tried that. Bullshit. Yeah. Didn't work. Um, we got another. We got a comment from on my pancakes who says Puerto Rico suave, aka medium pun, <laughs> is back in the building. 
Great episode. Dominic Sports Takes Leave Me Conflicted. When it comes to Braun over Jordan, he has a reasonable point of view. When it comes to youth sports, he starts sounding like Kim Jong-un. We're going to have to start calling him North Korean Suave. Honestly, it took me a while before I knew Rashida Jones was black. I got the controversy because I used to give The Rock a hard time about only being black when it was convenient. But like Randolph said out there in Hollywood, you got to do what you got to do. I yeah. sure hope Rand Paul's neighbor didn't get community service for that whooping. In a way, I feel he already did his community service. In fact, I feel he should have had one of those orange vests on when he was giving those hands. Uh, Blue Magic is bought, but I haven't had time to listen. Y'all be healthy, and thanks for another great show. Nice. So next one, next up is Rule of Thirds. And then we got an email. One email. Everything else was comments this week, but we got an email from... Well, yeah, Mark sent us an email. Okay. Title of the email is Bleach. Oh, shit. What up, fellas? Mark from Brooklyn here. I want to write an email every week, but I don't get around to it. Dom came through on fire. When he said they were operating on Kim and his nose turned red, he dead. That took me (laughs) out. (laughs) That took me out, LOL. Also, for some reason, people do put bleach in their bathwater. I've seen a Facebook post about it. And people said they grew up that way. I guess black people are literally trying to bleach their skin. I only use bleach for cleaning and clothes like most people. Um, I've caught a couple of comedy shows on Zoom. Yeah, that that wasn't a a black person we were talking about last week. It was Chris Cuomo's wife was putting bleach in the bathtub. Yes, Chris Cuomo's wife. Yeah, she's uh, white. (laughs) She's Ivy League educated white woman. Ivy League educated. in bleach? Yeah, she puts like a quarter, a what? half a cup in a in the bath water. Not a lot, but a, half a little a cup bit. or a cap. Yeah, and they, and the ble- bleach people were like, "Yeah, don't do that." <laughs> like, <laughs> Have we oh asked the bleach God. people? Uh, Mark says I've caught a couple comedy shows on Zoom. From the audience point of view, it's not bad. We just have to remember not to talk if the mics aren't muted. It's like watching on TV. I don't know how y'all comedians can work on your jokes online without full feedback. I don't know keep either. up the great content. I don't, I don't think you can. Know. I think with the jokes that you got now, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can slip a new one in if you don't. That's probably what you have to do. You have to. You'd have to write during the show. Yeah. Or, or I can see. Or it. you know what you could do? You know what you could do? You could have open mics. You could do. Well, Zoom people are doing that now too. They're doing Zoom open, open mics. mics. Oh, I would do that. Thing. I think I would do that. You get to watch the process. Uh huh. We got it. We also got another I, email. I, I still don't know if I would trust it because part of me building jokes is looking at people's faces, yeah, to see how they react in real time. Because even if you don't laugh, if I see a spark on, on your face, I'd be like, "Okay, there's something there." Right. You know. I just don't know if people are as ready to laugh in their house as they are in the comedy club. Yeah. So I don't know if it's an honest. It's honest feedback. I like right. an honest audience. Some audiences are not honest. They laugh too much at the wrong things or not enough. Um, I don't know how honest the feedback would be on a Zoom comedy show. You know, I think they'd be a lot of like grading you on a curve, cheering you on, right? Being extra laughy just because they want to. Thanks make for doing sure. this for us, type shit. Yeah, right. Thanks for all you're doing. Yeah. We got an email. Another one, actually. We got an email from. Uh, who's it from? Where is it? Oh, Chichi, Chichi from Cleveland. Email is titled "Miffed but Grateful Millennial." Greetings, three guys on and sock puppet. 
Nope, no sock puppets this week. Uh, it's been two years since I last wrote, but I've been a loyal listener for about five years. Y'all have got me through so many tough times as Thank my you. big brothers in my head. Thank you. And I'm eternally grateful for the consistent and high-quality content. Now, I do have to say that in episode 920, Bleach in Your Chest, you all spoke about millennials and our desire to be politically courted as voters. Hmm. But in my white girl voice, as one, I do have a couple of points. Uh-oh. <laughs> Number one, uh, millennials came of age during 9-11 in adolescence, rise in school shootings, 2008 economic downturn, once we graduated high school, college, astronomical student loan debt, and now entering a new era of the gig economy and lost wages. We've never seen prosperity or even a modicum of economic stability, so our politics are framed within the realm of we did everything our parents taught us and still got screwed. Um, next point. Willingness to burn down the political establishment seems like a millennial idea, but mainly because I because people don't know how old millennials are. I'm 32 in two weeks, and the oldest of us are 40. Yep. Um, what are the younger millennials like? 25 now, maybe. Younger. I wonder. <clears throat> I think yeah. I think they're in their mid 20s. The younger millennials. Uh, she says Generation Z, the OK Boomer creators. Uh, see, because I attributed that to millennials. The OK Boomer creators are the kids that are completely disillusioned with modern politics. They are really nihilistic in a funny yet terrifying way, in my opinion. See TikTok. Uh, the oldest of them voted in large blocks for Bernie Sanders in 2016 and are actively vocal about still voting for him in the general, which is wild AF. Yeah, he's not uh, on the ballot. No. Generation Z. Um <laughs> Most millennials aren't excited about Biden, but we saw what happened in 2016 and aren't willing to make that calculation again. The Bernie bro contingent is the loudest, but they don't have any real power, especially not in our generation. Nope. <clears throat> Gen Xers, uh, which is, that's what I am. Yep. Had a similar mindset, potentially worse, since it ushered in a new era of purity voting, i.e. Ralph Nader voters in 2000, setting a modern precedent for spoiler candidates uh, well, I think Perot did that, which was also Generation X. Uh, extremely low voter turnout for the 2000 and 2004 elections, one that would have ones that would have changed the trajectory of America today. Uh, lastly, Dominic and Randy, please blame our boomer parents on participation trophies. We honestly couldn't have cared less. We just wanted chicken nuggets from McDonald's and left alone to watch Pepper Ann on Disney Channel listen, after listen, a so Listen to me. I oftentimes, I oftentimes say that it's, it's parents of my generation. I, I came to parenting, I'm doing air quotes now, late because I was 38 when my daughter was born. But it's people my age who did all these, and I say did all these things to these kids, gave them all the participation trophies, gave them all these entitlements, gave them all these assignments. It's all people my age because we came from a place where our parents were hard on us. So when I become a parent, I'm not going to do my child like that, you know? So yeah. it, it's all people my generation. Whatever number my generation is, it's people my generation. Well, your generation X. You know, I mean, I think my generation, I don't, I don't, I don't make any qualms about that. It's my, it's, it's, and you think you're helping these children and you're not, you're hamstringing them, you know. But I think people have been talking about particip participation trophies for like 15 years now. Like it's, it know. spans generations. 
There was a point. thing. There was a thing of. Uh, there was a big thing of 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 people. My, I remember hearing it a lot. When I become a parent, I'm not going to do my children like this. Some things they've been right on. For instance, beating children that needs to stop completely. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. particularly inside the black community, you need to let that bullshit go. You know, because that's all that is. It's some bullshit. This corporal punishment bullshit is just some bullshit. But some of the stuff, like. Uh, not allowing your children to think for themselves, um, yeah. just not letting them go outside. Nobody's trying to fuck your kid, man. Let them go <laughs> outside. <laughs> well, that's my fear, of course. <laughs> you know, you gotta let them go. I, I know I have everybody. it too, but I'm like, you gotta let them go out, man. Or they just, <laughs> they just, they, they, they don't process things, or, or. Uh, uh, not letting them see certain things so they can learn how to process certain emotions and certain things. You know what I mean? Uh, Chi-Chi finishes the email. All in all, I love how this episode challenged me to think about things that I have held as firm beliefs and honestly given me new perspectives on the wisdom of Gen Xers like y'all. Uh, y'all are the truth. Much love and be well. Chi-Chi from Cleveland. Yeah, I think we do. A lot of people do consider any young person a millennial. And a lot of times we are mad at Generation Z when we're talking about millennials because millennials are like full on adults. They're out of college for the most part, I guess yeah, maybe they're, completely. They're literally 30. I, I think I'm right on the cusp of millennial and Gen X. Yeah. I'm definitely Gen X. I lean toward Gen X though. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm like younger in January. I think generation X ended around 79 or 80 is what they yeah. say. I'm, I'm born. I was born in 78. So I'm right. There. Yeah. So yeah. And then millennials started, so that means the millennials are close to 40. No, the oldest ones yeah. are close to 40. Yeah. The youngest ones are in their mid-20s, which is the thing is things move so quickly now technologically that a generation doesn't have to span 17, 25 years or whatever it used to. There's so much difference between a 25-year-old and a 40-year-old yeah. in terms of how they grew up and what was instilled in them, all their values and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Generation X, I have like half my life was – you know, the old thing, but the pre-technology, pre-internet world. And then the other half is what it is now. But now these kids are growing up 100% of their time is the whole world can cater to them because they can they can curate their world to cater to them. So you're going to have narcissism. You're going to have self Yeah, so how healthy do you think that is? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, it, yeah, and, they'll, and the 10 years from now, it'll be even more like that, you know, yeah. for the next group of kids. And then... On and on and on. So maybe it'll maybe there will be a rebellion and some kids. Yeah. Will. Now, how that translates into into political into the political world is a whole nother thing. You know, yeah. I I find it to be a lack of a lack of pragmatism and a lack of and a lack of long term planning. Well, idealism. We want things to change now. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> idealism is just a thing yeah, the, among young people to begin with. Like yeah. you're just you're going to be more idealistic when you're younger. It, it has to be my way. And if it's not, right. then I'm not going to be involved. And, you know, again, I turned 18 when Ross Perot ran the first time. Mm-hmm. He got like almost 20% of the vote. Yeah. You know, like he, they, they changed the rules after that so that third parties really couldn't be in debates because he was in the debates yeah. showing up Clinton and showing up Bush. And he was actually doing a lot of Bush's work when he would criticize Clinton. You know, so Bush could be like the nice guy and Perot would point out Clinton's faults and then the other way around. So, but it disrupted the whole thing. And so since then, it's been very difficult for a third party. Uh, Nader tried it. You know, other people have tried it. But that was, 
92 when Perot ran? That was young Generation X people, you know, being motivated. Ross Perot has an hour on television or 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd have like yeah, a special every block. week. Yeah, he would yeah, have a, he had this, money. This right here is the president, <laughs> and this is what he's thinking about. Yeah, yeah, that's all I want to do. <laughs> this he would go to Kinko's. He had little graphs yeah. and charts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got to open up the hood and look inside. Look here. All I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> and we got one more thing. We got a, a new patron who sent us a message. For, uh, Kathleen says, hi, three guys. Three guys on. I'm tossing in a few bucks a month just to show a little support. Keep safe. Well, thank you, Kathleen. Um, Appreciate you. Mo- when you become a patron, you can send us a message. Yeah. Uh, or not. It's optional. But uh, We appreciate you, though. Yeah. We do yeah, check we them. appreciate you. Tim, That's all the comments. Of, uh, let's talk about Louis first we'll talk before we talk about Black as Fuck. What did you think of Louis special? You got it. What did you think of it? I liked it. It was um, yeah. classic Louis C.K. I mean, it, I didn't read or look for any hate he would have gotten. Um when it came out, what the Saturday of like the first week of mm-hmm. this whole lockdown? So, yeah, um, yeah, it was good timing too. Somebody I, made a joke. Some girl made a joke about that. Like, like what? He's force. He's forcing stuff on you. It would be just like Louis C.K. to force his content on you. Dude. I'm like, it's not for you. Have to go. It's a stupid joke. I don't. Well, it's nothing. Well, I don't like stupid jokes. Like you have to go seek out his material. But you I have get to it. go find it and get it. Right. <laughs> what what else what other jokes could she make? Right None. Now? You know, it's a stupid I mean, joke. That's if that's what you're looking for, if that's what you everybody's content right now is a lot of it is COVID. So right. any anything else if you gonna get little cheap jokes like that. Yeah. I'm like it's a stupid because you gotta you gotta go find his stuff. You gotta go right. buy it. You gotta you go know. to the website. What I saw a lot of, I saw some people saying that too. It's like I'm not going on this site to. Uh, did you like it? Did you? Did you? Because I'm not buying it. Like that's fine. I bought it. Yeah. It was seven dollars. Yeah. I like Louis C.K. I'm a fan. He he did what he did. He he talked about it. Which yeah, that's the thing. Is like he talked about it. He so. talked about it. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. So, well, that was one of the, of course, because people are going to be critics. Uh, I be saw critical. someone be like, well, he didn't talk about it really. He didn't talk about it enough. He didn't. So even if he talks about it, like it's damned if you do, damned He's if you don't. Right. Well, so, my thing is, as, a, as the comedian that he is, if he doesn't talk about it, he's a fraud. He's a, yeah. But so, he did talk about it. He talked so. about it, right. <laughs> <laughs> now, like I said, being if he didn't, I'd be like, well, he's a fraud. Yeah. Yeah, because he's a guy who oh, he's a guy who talks about those type of things and opens himself up. Now all of a sudden you don't want to talk. Okay, fraud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and but he, he did. basically so. he basically said like uh, if if you ask somebody to if you want to want them to you to jerk off in front of them and they say yes, still don't do it. Like, <laughs> and then he talked about um, not being. Like not knowing. Thank God, I don't know your sexual uh, preferences. Thank right. God, I don't think you get what I'm saying. Thank God, I don't know. Thank God, the world doesn't know your sexual preferences. Okay, because everybody, <laughs> think about this. Barack Obama knows my sexual preferences. <laughs> right. Like, so he talked about he talked about it close to the end. 
a lot of the material was uh I mean it was classic think I, I would say his the one that he did at the comedy store that's what it reminded me of it was a lot of silly shit like that right yeah and I, that was, I would feel better about hearing that than than seeing what Aziz did I'm like Aziz you don't have to do that dog what did Aziz yes, oh Aziz yeah and his special but like, Aziz is not like, like a he's I was not like, like, you like a strong stand up though he's yeah a, but I'm like you didn't have to do that man you didn't no. have to no you have to do that shit at all. What did Aziz do? I don't think I saw that. He, he on his special, the one where he came back with the T-shirt on. The Metallica the, shirt? Yeah. Yeah. He talked about it in his special. I'm like, why are you talking about it? You don't have to. Well, yeah. What did he, I can't remember what he did, actually. He just talked about it. He didn't have no jokes. There was no, no, no jokes about oh, it, no nothing. Yeah. Just like, he I learned this, from it. I did this, and I made this woman feel bad, and I'm like, okay, man, I guess. Oh, did you even bring it up, dog? Yeah. But you I know, think so. that plays to... And it, first of all, they, the, the the critics, they talked about him too. Yeah, but I was Even like, dude, you should have seen all anything. the people who were like, you know what, I like this Aziz. I like Aziz like this. I'm like, yeah, you like him, you know, the way you want him to be, you know. Right. And there were still people who thought, well, it was an inadequate Yeah, apology. exactly. No, yeah, so nothing's going to be adequate. Yeah, like, there were some Louis, people who on just, the other hand, for some Louis people, did a crime. So, I mean, that's a crime. <laughs> you know, it's a crime of there's levels of criminality, obviously, and on the right. low end, it's a low end crime. What was the crime you know? that we did? But it's a crime. You can't just well, pull your dick out and start jacking it in front of people. Uh, holding people it. against their will because you stood in the doorway. Yeah, I mean, I that's a crime. Uh, okay, okay. You, you can't yeah. do yeah, that. You, can't do <laughs> you know that that's a crime. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but I overall, I thought it was. I thought it was fine for for what we're going through. I wouldn't put it up there with one of one like his best specials, but it was good. Mm-hmm. I guess in social isolation, does he just have to jerk off in front of cardboard cutouts of people? Yeah, I would guess so. <laughs> like that's so. really got to suck for. Does he have a <laughs> Does he have a jerk show where he just has people <laughs> <laughs> on Zoom? He has a jerk show on yeah. Zoom. His album called The Jerk Show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, you guys. Uh, if you click on this link, that means you have consented. I'm asking yeah. you. What y'all think, uh, before we get to black as fuck, speaking of um, sexual stuff, what y'all think of Biden? Because young lady got me thinking about that. Tara Reid. What y'all think of it? Wait a minute, what Tara Reid do? No, not Not Tara Reid, the actress. (laughs) Not that one. (laughs) The woman who's accusing Biden is named Tara Reid. Right. But Reid is spelled different. It's R-E-A-D-E. What did she say that he did? So there's a couple things. wall and, and put his fingers inside of her. What? There's a couple things, though, because she worked in his office. What is he doing? And there was some sexual harassment going on before that. Um, They were telling her to to not wear clothes that were as provocative, et cetera. So there was already a culture. So she had already talked about that like a year or two ago. Yeah. And then I guess she had sort of had this other part of the story that she didn't say publicly yet until fairly recently where she had to take like a gym bag to him. Uh, she had to meet him somewhere and take a gym bag to him and he sort of uh, pulled her over into a corner and he put his hand up her skirt and penetrated her. Oh my God. Back in 93. And so she says she filed some kind of complaint about the sexual harassment, not about the, you know, what people, when people say he's a rapist or that's what they're just talking about him without her consent, fingering her. Right. That's what they're saying. So right. uh, she, she said she filed some kind of complaint about sexual harassment she told a few people, but she never went public. 
uh, she told her mother and she told her brother and you know a friend or something like that. And then now recently it has gone public. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of questions about her. Right. Of course, and they she, always do that. They always flip it on the victim. Yeah, but she's well, also like she, said, she was listen. posting a lot of pro Bernie tweets in the last couple of years. Out of nowhere, she started tweeting about how much she loved Vladimir Putin. Um, oh. So people are thinking, is she being controlled by some kind of Russian thing? Because it's a kind of a weird takedown. Uh, she went to the Times Up movement a few months ago to tell her story, to publicize it, and they turned her down because they didn't find it a credible enough story, et cetera, et cetera. So also basically, it, so here's a couple of things. Um, yeah. Biden, when, when Biden became vice president, when they, they vet, you know, they vet you for that, just like anything else. Yeah. They looked in his, every orifice of his body looking for something, and they right. didn't find anything remotely like this. Kind of like he did her? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. They didn't find anything remotely like this, you know? So right. she said she made, she said she made this report. I put the, I made this report. She, there's no copy of the report in existence. They're like, well, she's like, well, I don't have it anymore. Like, you don't uh-huh. have the copy? But on the flip side, there's a there's a clip from the Larry King show in 1993 where her mother calls. Her mother's dead now, so she can't corroborate. But mm-hmm. her mother calls in and says, my daughter used to work uh, on Capitol Hill. And she had a they were talking about sexual like scandals among right. senators because there were a couple back then. Mm-hmm. And because people say, well, I, you know, it's it's. It's a credible story if you told people back then and they can say, yeah, she told me. Just like with Kavanaugh's accuser, uh, she told people at the time. So it's not like, I just made this up today. And, you know, so she told us, so her mother called in Larry King and ta- and she didn't name Joe Biden's name, but she said, my daughter just left a job, blah, blah, blah. And then her brother now says that he remembered her telling something about it, but he wasn't like as yeah, clear on what cha- she said. And then he changed his story. And then there was a neighbor who said she's kind of remembers something from back then. So, but then you look at there's all these Twitter threads about calling her in the question because she's got these random like I love Vladimir Putin and this and that and like it doesn't seem like a clear cut case. And then so Joe Biden had to go on TV basically last week. So he and, came out uh, and said, you know, I didn't do it. I, I don't, and I said, my reaction to that is, okay, now what? Right. Now what? Right. Do now you believe what? him or no? Or do you, do you gonna, believe him or do You're never going to know. Right. You're never going to know. Or <laughs> so do the people what? that were going to vote for uh, Joe Biden, are they now supposed to... Like well, what the, was, the what Bernie was, people have the Bernie people have all been like, oh, you got to get rid of him so we can do so we can have a, people we know all over Facebook. You got to get rid of him. Some of oh, I can't believe Barack Obama had to, trusted this guy and and how shitty is Barack Obama? I'm like, you understand? They they looked in every aspect of of this guy's life and and none of this came up. You get right. that right? It's That's self interest. They they want Biden out right. so Bernie will go in. Right. Also, right. a lot of them who were sort of trying to justify sitting out the election, which will help Trump win, now doing. have a justifiable reason where right. they can say, well, I, I can't put up with this. Yeah. I'm going to not, I can't vote for a rapist. I've, saw, I've seen people say that. I can't vote for a rapist. Exactly. He's, first of all, alleged, uh, yeah. accused exactly. rapist. Um, unless you want to call it sexual assault. I don't know, I, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. they were already looking for their, their Trump card, so to speak. Right. to justify sitting out without having everyone jump down their throat and say, right. how dare you uh, sit out this election? And this gave them that. Right, and right, right, right. 
you know, again, I'm not like a conspiracy nut, but there is an element of you're being played by bots uh, exactly. going on here. There's a lot of I bots that, pushing I this story. That today, the New York yeah. Times came out with a thing that he needs to release these archives that he sent to the University of Delaware and stuff like that. And I'm like, and they're like, this is the same email bullshit again. Here we go again. Because yep. that's, what, that's what Democrats do to themselves. Here we go again. Yeah. Here we go again. And you're going to you let yourselves be played. You know what's interesting? You're going to um, let yourselves they, be played. On a side note, she she was in charge of hiring interns for Biden. It was like December ninety two to August ninety three, uh, and she said the rule at the time that she challenged was that only kids uh, of people who work at Dupont, which is a big Delaware company, only Dupont kids are interns, which is just a bunch of white kids, mostly wealthy. Delaware. And uh, and she made an effort to diversify. A friend of mine interned for Joe Biden around, I'm going to ask, I haven't asked him, but around 93, who is not from Delaware, but he was going to college in Delaware, and he's black. So I was going to ask him, like, do you remember this lady? Was she crazy, <laughs> like, you maybe know, doing my, got, own, my own research? Because <laughs> she probably hired, I mean, if I think he was there in 93, but I'm not sure what year, if he was there a different right. year. But he specifically, I remember at the time, at the time he was saying, when he was trying to get the internship, he was saying it was kind of hung up because normally they want people from Delaware and I'm not actually from Delaware. I'm from Virginia, but I'm going to school in Delaware. So there was a little bit of a hurdle. And then it turns out she was someone who pushed to diversify racially and also regionally his interns. So right. I was going to just like, I need to do it. I was going to text and be like, do you remember this lady? Was she crazy? Was she in, <laughs> he probably doesn't remember her at all. He was an intern, you know, some right, lady hired right. him and he went and made copies for three months. But um, I wonder if other people who know her, who have worked with her over the years, will then start coming out and saying, was "Oh, she's credible, Christine, or she's a weirdo, or whatever." Christine you know? Blasey Ford's story—it never changed. Yeah, never deviated, not once. Yep. Yeah, always the exact same story. Exact same story. You know? Her story has changed now. Yeah, four times. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But they still, yeah, and they still delegitimize Blasey right. Ford, though. Like they, yeah. it doesn't matter. So the, with, the, with, the, uh, with the Democrats being the party of purity and all this bullshit, they're, they're always going to lose. I know. There's no, there's no way they can be. That's <laughs> why it's meantime, easy. In the guy in the White House has 20-some-odd open cases, sexual cases against him right now. And admitted his, on tape of sexually harassed, sexually assaulting people. Don't matter. That's why voter, you sit out the election. Yep. His, his voters are not sitting at the elect. They're not like, well, he he didn't rape me, so I'm voting for him. Like, yeah. okay, there's you can't win yeah. against that. Go ahead and sit out, dumbasses. Yeah, let's finish <laughs> up with black as fuck. The old lady's looking through the door at me. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're in overtime right now. Yeah, so let's so, finish up with black as fuck. So you haven't seen black as fuck, right? I have not seen Black as Fuck. I've not seen Blackish. I've not. I don't Andy's watch a lot of those Andy's shows. white as hell. <laughs> I watch. Uh, I watch an occasional movie or like a documentary or whatever. I don't watch TV shows like that, right. with rare exceptions. You know. What'd you think? Me? Go ahead, Tim. Yeah. I mean, you kind of talked me into the the episode four and five. Yeah. And they were fine. I yeah. just didn't. It's just a lot of the a lot of the stuff about the show. I just didn't like. But I don't watch. I think if you like Blackish or Mixedish and some of the other stuff, you might like Black as fuck. I just didn't like it. I thought it was kind of corny. 
Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with I that. I like a lot. I like the the ideas though. The yeah. The I th- I think there's a lot that a lot more that could have been done. The the whole you know because of slavery thing. That's to me that's funny just because it's just like well everything it, it all goes back. Slavery. Yeah, like, I love any I love that gotta, everything was everything was like people wear all of this ju- slavery. It's all slavery. that. <laughs> slavery that that could have been played up a little more it's just a lot of the stuff that oh you were more to slavery <laughs> the, the acting was a little bit eh the kids were okay i just didn't rashida jones at times rashida jones has some good good points and then some of the other stuff i was like that could have been done so much funnier by i don't know it's just a lot of it was just the jokes didn't hit to me okay now you're talking about technical stuff. Most people were talking about just the straight up blackness, which I was like, "Fuck yeah, off!" I don't get that. That's, <laughs> I you know, like, I don't. Off. Yeah, I don't do that shit. Fuck dude. off. Yeah. Tyler Perry cussing was funny as shit to me. Just, really? <laughs> I don't give a stuff. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny as shit to me. <laughs> Is it because uh, he doesn't curse right in his movies? No, no, because he's yeah. like a Cause, religious yeah. dude. Because that kind of reminds me. I haven't seen it. But it reminds me of the Wayne Brady Chappelle show moment. Yes, yes, it's you a know? lot like that. It's yeah. a lot like that. Like but a fish out of the thing water. about Tyler is that Tyler was saying honest shit about creating his product and who he creates his product for. Right. right. So you could tell, like, oh, he means this shit. He may not yeah, ever like said it part. like this before, but he means this shit. Right. You know what's funny? It, so uh, this, I think this may have been Kenya Barris's first time acting. Yes, uh, and I uh, saw him on uh, Ti's podcast. He said yeah, he's never too. doing it again. Yeah, he, he said, said he's I'm not only doing, doing it again. It for this. I wish. <laughs> They, I wish they done a, did a lot more stuff like that where they were just having a conversation, yeah. And he wasn't acting because I feel right. like for me, I lost it when he started acting. Yeah, and what he said, he's like, "I'm never doing this. I'll do it for this, right? But beyond this, no, I will not act. <laughs> he's, I am not. An, I am not an actor. You yeah. know, it's 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 fine for what it is, but it's right." But the, uh, the, out, the outroar and the uprage that keeps happening from the community, I'm like, you motherfuckers. Just They're bored. <laughs> what else do they got? They got nothing yeah. else. You can't say black. Well, it's, not even, it's not bored. It's Kenya. There's something about Kenya that has, it's been like this with him for a while now. What's people that? Come, people have come about and they started, it started about blackish and then he did grownish and mixish. They came at him about those. But what are they, uh, is it the same thing or is it something Either different? the lack of blackness or too much blackness or what he defines as black or or this or that. If to me, if you watch the show, like even on this one, he, he's telling you about himself in the show. It's about him. It's about how he feels about right. his place in the industry. What right. kind of husband he is. What kind right. of father he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are his kids going to do? How are his kids going to make it in society as being as far as navigating being black? Are his kids going to be successful? Are they going to college? All his worries and stuff. He's showing them all to you right there. They're showing them all to you. That's what he's doing. Right. You know, now, if you don't like his perception of things, that's fine. Don't watch the show. Right. But don't say that he's somehow not black because you don't agree with these things. And he's that's stupid. I think the idea behind the uh, his perspective to a lot of people that are, quote unquote, 
like I'm black. Like I I got yeah. uh three baby mamas. Like the idea right. of blackness to them is completely different than him. He's right. just like, right. hey, I'm a black dude, but I'm also a TV writer and I'm also right. I'm, my right. wife right. is a doctor right. or ex-wife right. Right. or whatever. And the thing is that he doesn't like, he doesn't do the thing of, and I don't like this either, is when people say like uh, I don't want to be. I don't want to be known as a black comedian. I'm just a comedian. He's like, no, I'm a black writer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a black writer. <laughs> I'm a black man. I'm a black writer, and I I agree with that. I don't like when people run away from, from uh, as we were talking about earlier. People run away from blackness. Why do I have to be a black guy? Why do I have to be a black? Can't I just be a? T- Why do you not want to be? <laughs> that's the question. Because you know that there's a weight that's attached to blackness, a negative weight. You're trying to get away from it. Well, there's also a positivity that comes with blackness in, yeah. from where I'm sitting that I want to be associated with. So right. I'm I'm Randolph Terrence, black comedian, black writer, black podcaster. There we go, black man. And, Andy, when you saw it, like when you're scrolling through Netflix and you saw a black as fuck, did you, did it make you want to <laughs> click on it? Or? <laughs> Here's my problem with Netflix. A lot of things make me want to click. I do that classic thing where I scroll through for a half hour and just decide to go do something else now. I got yeah, so many I, things I that are on my like to do list to watch on Netflix. I, I watched the Miles Davis documentary, uh, like that came out oh, a few weeks ago. Good lord! Um, it was solid. Sad it didn't shit. reveal much about him. It was it had a, good, a lot of good footage, like old footage, but it wasn't yeah. like there's a lot. He's there's a lot to his story. It was so sad shit. I watched that. There's other documentaries that I'm wanting to watch that I'm or just shows in general. Like everyone's talking about Ozark. I'm like. I guess I'm oh, gonna watch Ozark. I watched it. Maybe, but good. I never get to it. Yeah. Is oh, it? We gotta go all the way back to the beginning. I watch, I have never seen it. It's so, only three seasons, right? Okay. It's only three seasons, yeah. Um, and I went yeah. through it quick. I'll go all back the, to the first one. What took it. me so long? Was a, I, had to, I had to wait on Megan, or I had to wait on my on Megan because she kept. This is the thing. I can't. I'm. I gotta stop starting shows with my girl because she can't watch. That I can watch the whole season. Mm-hmm. She wants to watch two or three and go. Okay, let's go and. Yeah. Oh like, no! Can we finish? We in we this? Started this shit. No, this <laughs> is. In I'm invested now. Like this is. Yeah, it's a Saturday now. now. No, no, this is no. Let's go go for a thing now. Like I'm gonna be thinking about this shit when I'm doing the thing. So I might as well just finish it now. Yeah. Every show has a cliffhanger, and I'm not gonna wait. It's right here. Why would I leave? That's how that's how Breaking Bad was when I binged that. Every yep. show ends with a or every episode ends with a cliffhanger, so you right. have to. You don't want to sit and wait for the next yeah. one. I, yeah, um, I got the the next on my list is probably the Quincy Jones documentary on Netflix that I haven't watched. What's that one? Um, that it's all documentaries. This easy top Speaking documentary. Speaking of Rashida Jones, she put that together. Yeah, I, Jones, I, his daughter. Yeah, the Quincy yeah. Jones doc. Yeah. So that's that, one day I'll get me, to something else. It's just how yeah. funny. The ignorance that people has, like, is she black? Like, do you know who who she is? Do you know her yeah. name? No, no. Listen to her it's name. Like, first shut of all. up. <laughs> uh, hey, you can play ignorant. That's fine. Yeah, I, yeah. I think That's a lot all of it them is. Do. It's, just, it's an act. It's a, yeah. just an act. It's just yeah. a dumbass act. You know. All right, let's bring this one home. Yeah. We want to thank Tim as always. Love y'all. The the OG. OG clan is 3G back. OG. Yep. And as always, none of us have any shows, so. <laughs> we might. I mean, we might. We'll, you'll know when we know. We Let me say it like a, that. Yeah, we can you'll put something together we. real quick. 
Yeah, you'll know when we know. Yeah. <laughs> you'll know when Let we know. Let me know y'all want me back. Anytime, man. Yeah. Like I said, if, if we do the thing we were talking about earlier for oh, next yeah. week, if we do that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could talk about that during the week. Yeah. By the way, real quick, we got a comment on the Woke Files with Rick Younger. Oh, okay. From Tanya. We'll end on this, I guess. Great Woke Files Randolph. I love Rick Younger's low-budget morning breakfast show. The gang gang needs to check it out. He even takes song requests. Just yeah. follow Rick on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, he goes live on all three platforms. His kids are awesome, but man, watching that show is the best form of birth control out there. <laughs> they don't give him a minute of peace. Super oh. cute, though. All the best to y'all. <laughs> no, um, they don't. There you go. <laughs> no, they don't. And the, the Woke Files with Rod will be up later today. So uh, so you guys be ready. Well, well you'll already gang, gang. know. You'll uh, already know. Uh, patrons, right. be ready. <laughs> so thanks, guys. Uh, we appreciate y'all as always. Y'all come on back. We'll be here. Some of us will be here. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Tim Miller. Hey, all right. I'm going to say publicly to these two, I love you guys. Uh, I'm going to stop my recording. And we are out. 